is, it's me, it's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler. Much like Alexis Rose, I do not skate through life, David, but I do walk through life in really nice boots. Welcome to episode 66, 12 the hard way, of our Casino Combat podcast. Coming to you pre-recorded live from the Casino Combat Studios, a podcast focused on a constant quest for excellence of execution in all aspects of casino gambling. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary persons, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mankind, this podcast discusses casinos and gambling. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know your local problem gambling hotline number, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and make it available to you. Everything discussed in this podcast is based in fact. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Minor items unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. Welcome everyone, I'm TRG and I approved that message. Let's get episode 66 started. I'll give you the battle plan for this episode in just a few minutes, but we have some important stuff going on in the Casino Combat Galaxy. Some very important stuff, and I wanted to tell you about those items first. The first very important item that I want to share is that Virginia Casino Player Doug, VCPD, has successfully applied to be admitted to the inner circle of Casino Combat and is 8th to the ring. We are all thrilled that he was successful and very happy to welcome him to the inner circle of Casino Combat. If you've just started to listen to our podcast recently, joining the inner circle is achieved by successfully playing a game that was hidden in the podcast from the very first episode. I explained that game and how to play fully in episode 22. Wow, 44. <laughs> 44 episodes ago. Uh, oh, boy, that feels like just yesterday that the game was found and completed by our first inner circle member, Golden Fan, who was, of course, first to the ring. If you don't recall, or were not listening back then, Virginia Casino player Doug first contacted us and shared his story of using casino combat techniques to pay for most of a family trip to Atlantic City at the beginning of this summer. I was just thinking a couple of weeks ago that maybe he'd stopped listening since I had not heard from him in a while. But then, as often happens in life, he popped up to say he was still listening and had been taking notes to join the inner circle, and he had a guest and an application. And I'm certainly glad he did. Casino gambling is now legal in Virginia, casinos are under construction, and VCPD is evaluating brands, driving distances, and reward systems, and I got to share a little bit of that information with him and hear what he's thinking there. He is an excellent part of the Casino Combat Squad, and I am glad he is now an official member of the Inner Circle of Casino Combat. The other very important news is that Inner Circle member East Coast Emissary, fourth to the ring, has once again made an amazing contribution to the tools available to our squad. He took the script for, that I sent him from the episode where I taught my most recently revealed wagering system, TRG Wagering System 2, Always Be Grinding, and made a flowchart or decision tree for that system to go along with the one he did for Wagering System 1. T-Rex and I have modified Fred, the podcast email bot, and Fred will now send you a link to download either chart, either the chart for System 1 or the chart for System 2, when you send an email to trg at casinocombat.com. Combat is spelled with a K, of course. And if you put send that email and put the two words send chart in the subject line, Fred will respond and he will send you uh, an email with the link to download both charts, either 
chart of your choice or both. If you want to fully understand each step of Always Be Grinding, ECE's chart is an incredible tool. I encourage you to download a copy and, and take a look. It will really help you understand that wagering system. Since we are talking about Fred and what Fred can do, and since new people find the podcast all the time, Fred is a very versatile bot. He can send you a link to download an ebook that I created that explains how I play slots and make a profit most months playing slot machines. Don't laugh. Well, or go ahead, honestly, and do laugh if you wish. Uh, I do understand that slots use random numbers to determine wins and that the house advantage is a very high one on slot play. I get that there shouldn't be a slot strategy, but I invented it and it keeps working. We are, uh, what, 12 winning months out of 16 using this system, if I'm recalling correctly. I think I am. If you want to look it over, if you want to give it a try, it's free. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't have anything to sell. I'm not trying to harvest your emails and spam you. Just put the two words, slot tactics, in the subject line of an email to me, slot tactics, and Fred will send you that download link as well. Finally, I often teach from, uh, as I'm going to do actually today, from the Casino Combat Book of Casino Wisdoms. Casino Wisdoms are combinations of things myself and others have learned about casino gambling combined with an action to be taken based on that knowledge. Inner Circle member Keeper of Wisdoms, third to the ring, made an official list of all of the Casino Wisdoms by number, along with the episode where they were first discussed and taught. If Fred sees the two words, get wisdom, in the subject line of an email to me, he will email back a link to download that list as well so that you have a point of reference for for where those wisdoms were taught. Big thanks to our Inner Circle members for their contribution contributions to the podcast. A big thanks also to all of you who are finding us on our Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter and contributing likes, comments, and shares to the podcast. We see the effort and we appreciate it. Links to all our social media posts as well as the Casino Combat YouTube page are at the top of our website, casinocombat.com. And of course, for fiduciary reasons, you need to spell combat with a K to get to the website. Okay, that's what's going on in the Casino Combat Galaxy. That's what our squad has been up to. What are we going to talk about today? As always, we will have a travel segment so you can hear results and observations for the week. Our weekend as a couple included an interesting session at a blackjack table, and I'm calling the events of that session the wise master, the fool, and the cowboy. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you during that travel segment. We're going to have a moment of casino wisdom and revisit a casino wisdom that I have noticed Gabriel is much better at than I am. I've been trying to do a better job with this casino wisdom, so I thought I'd talk with you about that today and kind of share those observations and that point of view. We will also have a core concept segment and discuss an application of TRG Wagering System 3, the Meta Martingale, so that you can see that it is a strategy that is used in combination with, not instead of, other wagering systems. An Instagram post from one of my encounters with a celebrity in a casino generated a listener request for a story, and we will finish up with that story and some sips in the Virtual VIP Lounge to finish, finish this episode. Let's get started. Let's move right along and have a moment of casino wisdom. The shortest Bible verse in the Christian Bible is just two words. Jesus wept. The shortest casino wisdom, casino wisdom number 86, is the shortest of the casino wisdoms at just two words as well. Have allies. Allies from a casino combat point of view are people who know you well enough to do you a favor or bend the rules a little bit for you if they work for the casino. This could be a player who shares information with you the way Gabriel and I share information. It could be a bartender who pours your drink a little more quickly or a little stronger because they know 
know you and they know you tip well. It could be a dealer that shakes their head to warn you off a table as you walk up because they know you wouldn't want to deal with how the other players at the table are behaving. Or, in Mrs. TRG's case, a dealer who knows you want to play correct basic strategy and reminds you if you make a mistake so that you can play the way they know you intend to play. This is a case where Gabriel, the walking Wikipedia, and I have spent enough time in casinos to learn that casinoing with allies is more efficient and profitable than casinoing without allies. And I've had this apply in all kinds of situations. I've had allies tell me to go to a certain bar in Las Vegas and tell the bartender Joe that I know my ally and my drinks will be stronger and cheaper. And when I show up at the bar, boom, Joe is the bartender and he is an instant ally because of something my other ally took the time to share with me. As our world has relaxed a bit more and my local casino is more functional and playable, I've been spending more time with Gabriel, the angel messenger of Casino Combat. I've noticed several times that he's just flat out better at creating allies than I am. He does a better job of remembering and using names than I do, and admittedly he spends more time gambling locally than I do, but he knows the name of every bartender, every waitress, every detail dealer, every pit boss, and many, many, many customers. He's built those relationships. He's, he's put time and effort in, maybe just from his normal approach on life, but he's put time and effort into building those connections and it pays off. Now, part of this is admittedly just people like hearing their name and appreciate when you remember their name. I know all this from college classes and seminars and I, I do that in business and I do it better in business, but I tend to gather names just more organically in casino settings because I'm really not trying as hard as I should. After watching Gabriel over the past few months, it's been driven home. I'm not putting as much effort into this as I should be. I've made it a point to pay attention to names and either remember them or in a recent change to what I do, making notes of them in my app. Again, a college skill, but most of us remember things better if we write them down. I've been thinking of actually adding an allies section to my app where I can note the names and jobs of various people that I encounter at various casinos or what games they play if they're players. And I'm, I'm thinking about that because I gamble at such a wide range of places. Making better notes about the waitresses' names at Casino 1 or Casino 2 probably pays off if I just put a little more effort into making those allies, into being something other than just another customer that they see once every two or three weeks. So I'm thinking about doing that. Ally building was difficult to impossible when everyone had a mask on and had to stay six feet from each other as much as possible. I let my skills get a bit rusty, but since I always want to execute all aspects of casino gambling at a high level, after watching Gabriel do things really, really well in this area, I've been working on increasing the skill with which I execute Casino Wisdom number 86, have allies. I'm of the opinion that to be really good at any of this, seeing and fixing things that you could do better in an aspect of your casino gambling process is an important part of doing that, an important part of being really, really good at the game of casino gambling. So a little reminder about that today. And maybe it applies to you, and maybe you're just naturally good at it the way Gabriel is. But I thought I'd throw it out there. All right, T-Rex, spin that wheel, spin that ball. We will do core concepts next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
One of the core concepts of casino combat is to learn and use a wagering system with progressive and regressive components, and another is to have a bankroll of money you can afford to lose that is sized correctly for the wagers you intend to, to make. Way, way, way back in episode 20, I shared with you TRG Wagering System 3, the Meta Martingale. Now, Martingale wagering, Martingale wagering as a system is perhaps the oldest of wagering systems, and what you do is you double your previous wager every time you lose until eventually you have to win a wager and have you will have all of your money back plus a profit equal to your original bet when playing a martingale system if the gambler has a large enough supply of money and there is no maximum bet limit then then you're guaranteed to win it is a system that is guaranteed to win if you have such a large amount of money that you can make any bet you want to make and there is no maximum on what you're allowed to bet modern casinos know this modern casinos know this and as a result they limit what your maximum bet can be. And then the honest truth of this is also that for most players, there it hits that moment when you're going, wow, I'm going to bet thousands of dollars having already lost thousands of dollars, and I'm trying to do that to win 25 bucks. And that can be a bit unnerving for a lot of people. Having said all that, it's my opinion that increasing your wagers to make up for previous losses is a key to a successful gambling system. It's a key to a successful wagering system for gambling. That's a better way to say that. TRG Wagering System 3 takes that Martingale idea and applies it to a casino visit, not just one table or one set of wagers, but across the entire visit. I'm bringing this up today because the Meta Martingale is applicable regardless of how you are handling wagers at an individual table. Your table wagering strategy could be TRG Wagering System 1 or the new system I just taught recently, System 2, Always Be Grinding. It could be something you created on your own using casino combat ideas to make something that works for you the way you want your process to go aggressive conservative whatever that is you can still then apply regardless of how you are managing your hand wager by wager you can apply with the proper bankroll and pre-planning trg wagering system 3 the meta martingale and you can use that to manage your visit not what you do at each table Let's start with the pre-planning. My local casino is a very short drive away. I can pop in and leave with a win after 20 minutes or 20 hours if that's what's necessary. If I'm going to play, suppose I'm going to play $10 blackjack, and I can't do that because they don't have any $10 blackjack tables. But in the hypothetical, if I were going to go play $10 blackjack with the goal of winning a day's pay, I'd need to buy in at a table with 10 bets. That's $100. And I'd need a bankroll large enough at minimum to buy in at three tables or $300 to give myself a chance to win and reach my goal, which would be to win a day's pay and leave. And that's perfect if I'm using either wagering system one or wagering system two or something else. But in playing this hypothetical visit, I could also plan to combine either of those systems with TRG wagering system three, the Meta Martingale. The idea would be to increase my bankroll so that I could increase my unit size at the second table if I lost money at the first table, and at the third table again if I lost money at the first two. By combining the two wagering strategies, I'm applying the Martingale principle not only to the results of a previous wager, but also to the results of a previous 
table. So from a bankroll planning point of view, instead of $100 per table times three tables, I'd plan $100 and a $10 unit size for the first table. And if I won a day's pay at the first table, I'd be done for the day and go on to other activities. But if I lost six to eight units at the first table, the plan would be take a break and then buy in with $200 and a $20 unit size. Notice that this is twice what I was using at the first table. And I would do that at the second table with the goal of winning back the money lost at the first table. And that's gonna be much quicker and easier because I'm using twice as much money, so I have to win half as many hands to be back to even for that first table. And then I'd wanna still win just a day's pay at this higher unit size and then leave the casino. If I lost six to eight units at the higher unit size at the second table, the plan would be to take a break and then go to a third table with $400 and make bets using a $40 unit size to win back the money lost and a day's pay if possible. So if I was gonna combine two of the three wagering systems this way, my bankroll of money would that I could afford to lose would need to be $700 instead of $300. That's a bigger bankroll and you need to be comfortable with the bets at the third table being $120 in some cases. And you need to be comfortable with the splits and the doubles that could occur with that. But I find that if you can assemble the bankroll to handle this, a quick run of good hands can turn a losing day into a winning day or at least a break-even day with a zero exit strategy. And I actually did this last week, which is kind of why this was on my mind and kind of why going back to this was, was uh, something I wanted to do today. It's not a set of results that would normally make it into the podcast because it falls into the category of events unrelated to outcomes being omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. But let me share briefly to illustrate the use of the Meta Martingale in combination with another wagering system. If you've been listening, you know that ever since our holiday was cut short, after a losing night and then being told we couldn't play in the casino, we've been a bit behind on winning this month. Now, as I was getting ready to go visit my local casino to pick up some free stuff and check in with Gabriel, I pulled some extra cash out of the safes so I could meta Martingale if needed. My point of view was that I was willing to put additional money at risk if needed to prevent adding another small loss to a losing month. Making a losing month a bigger losing month was really of less concern to me than not adding another small loss. I wanted to try to keep that manageable, and I knew Meta Martingale was a way I could do that. I took a small quick loss at the first blackjack table, followed by another larger loss with a larger unit size. As I was taking a break, I spotted Gabriel, and we chatted a bit, and then I left to allow him to continue throwing dice. A short time later, I got a text message from him asking if I had left the building, and I told him no, I was in high limit, which surprised him since I've been staying out of high limit and sticking with modest wagers for a, a year and a half or more now. But having planned on using the Meta Martingale and increased m increasing my bankroll accordingly before I left the house, my unit size for my, three, my third table was going to be large enough that I could play in the quiet atmosphere of the high limit room, which is something I always enjoy. Everything worked as planned. In less than one shoe of blackjack, I won back everything lost at the previous two tables and just a, a little bit more. Admittedly, not enough to really count as a positive X point or a meaningful win but just as that was happening the dealer was changed and it was a dealer I enjoyed talking with and a dealer I've had several nice conversations with but I've never had winning sessions playing with that dealer. 
with all of that, with a card burned and the cards changed and the dealer changed, I colored up and enjoyed the fact that by combining TRG Wagering System 2 and TRG Wagering System 3, I was back to even for the day and I'd gotten some free stuff and some points and I wasn't adding another loss to a losing month. As I said back in episode 20, I recommend planning on the possibility of using this before you start your casino visit. Calculate things, scale your bankroll accordingly, if you do this at random because you lost and you don't like losing, you're creating a situation where you can get caught without enough of a bankroll to handle the next wager, especially if you're playing blackjack as opposed to baccarat or roulette. So this is something you don't want to do on the fly, in my opinion. This is something you want to plan on. You want to make sure your bankroll is correct. You want to make that decision outside of the gambling space. Don't get loss one, loss two, and then go, okay, I'm just going to martingale it now. I'm just going to take what I have left and martingale it. You're going to get yourself in trouble more often than you're going to save yourself grief. So this is a plan ahead thing, not a decide on the fly thing. At least it certainly is for me, but I wanted to t discuss it with you today. I used it. I used it successfully. I, I used it in a way that I think makes sense. And given that we got two wagering systems, you know, publicly now to play around with, I wanted to show you that the third system can be applied to either of the, the other two systems that we've talked about, as well as to something you've created of your own. I did some additional gambling last week, a good bit of it, and uh, I had some meaningful results to talk about, some interesting observations, a story I want to share that I think is informative, and we're going to do all that next in the travel segment. To start the week, Mrs. TRG had a wedding shower to attend in her hometown and some furniture to pick up from a relative, which meant my SUV and hands were needed to move the furniture. Since Casino Wisdom number 81 teaches us ABC, always be casinoing, this turned into a casino visit for me at the My Choice property two hours west of our home while Mrs. TRG attended the wedding shower. They had a free bet for me and I spent most of the day at a low stakes craps table hanging out earning lots of points, lots of free tax-free imaginary money, and watching American football. I was winning when it was time to leave and that was the tough part because I couldn't leave at the end of the win. I had to leave at the end of the wedding shower and go get the furniture, but but I, uh, that win allowed me to finish the day with just a very small loss instead of a more meaningful win, which I, or a meaningful loss, which I had at the beginning of the day. Later in the week, I stopped at the horse track with slots here in town for cookware that will go into my son's Airbnb, some free slot play, and a comp lunch before continuing to my local full-service casino for a free bet, a parking comp, and a gift card for the local grocery store. I ran into my good friend Jack, which I haven't seen in forever, uh, minus his his lovely wife, the lady Diane, and I, and I got to to catch up with him a little bit, hear what's been going on with him. He had some information about some of our other mutual friends. And he and his wife are people I used to hang out with in the VIP lounge and stop swap stories with all the time. And I already told you that on this visit, I used the Meta Martingale to avoid adding to the losses for the month and picking up a nice amount of points and imaginary money from my larger than normal wagers. So that all worked out. Got to see a, a, a friend I haven't seen in a while and pick up some free stuff and, and add to my points and comps. Mrs. Mrs. TRG continues to get two free nights every week at Casino One, and she's enjoying taking advantage of that. So right after school on Friday, we headed the two hours south and east to enjoy two free nights for the weekend and to celebrate my wife's birthday. We both received match bets on Friday and then again on on Sunday, so we got to double dip, multiple free bets in the same trip, and we got those, of course, with our free room comp. Our first table Friday night was the most interesting of the trip and created the informative story, The Wise Master, The Fool, and The Cowboy. 
And I'm not using the label the fool in a derogatory way here. That's not my intent. I'm using it more in the sense of that card from a deck of tarot cards, a label that we can learn from, something that can inspire change if we learn its lessons. Often, gamblers spend time as the fool on their journey to become the wise master. Mrs. TRG and I settled at a $25 table since the various $15 tables didn't have two seats together. We had to wait until the end of the shoe to play since this was considered an expensive high limit table for the evening with the high limit room closed. There were only two people at the table, an older gentleman who was not playing that I'll call the wise master and a young man with a few black chips in front of him that I'm calling the fool for reasons that will, I suspect, become obvious. When we sat down, the, the fool was struggling to stay in the game, betting one or two black $100 chips from a very small stack each hand. But he caught a split with a double that forced him to be all in and then win the hand, giving him a nice stack of 12 black chips to start the new shoe. The wise master suggested that since the shoe was over, and given the fool had a small profit, perhaps they should call it a night. And the fool declined and said that with three players now at the table, the next shoe would go more quickly, and he was going to play just one, one more shoe. The waitress came by to take our drink order, and we were pleasantly surprised to find out that since we were at the, quote, high limit table at $25, our drinks were going to be comped. So with the wise master now advising all three of us, we set about having our game. We won some shoes and we lost some shoes. And note that that means the fool did not leave after just one more shoe, despite the advice from the wise master. And Mrs. TRG and I regrouped to manage our wins and our losses as a couple. And we did that rather than leave the table with the free drinks to search for another table without free drinks. And we rationalized that to, by thinking that we were, and we were correct, we were reducing our expenses for the weekend. The fool went on a hot streak, making and winning large bets, while the wise master gave advice on basic strategy to all of us and demonstrated a deep knowledge of both blackjack and in gambling in general, while just kind of hanging out without putting any money at risk while he watched us play. We watched the fool pocket lots of black $100 chips and eventually three orange $1,000 chips as well. Now many, many shoes and many, many drinks in, Mrs. TRG and I locked in a profit for the evening and continued to play with the leftover chips. As we somewhat suspected, the fool did not disappoint. He lost a big double, and with no chips in front of him, the wise master recommended leaving with his many thousands of dollars in profit. But the fool didn't know Casino Wisdom number 33. He wanted the action more than he wanted the wind. Out of his pockets came a stack of black chips for a $500 bet, which he lost. That was followed by another $500 bet, which he needed to split, and that's another stack of black chips, and then he needed to double, which is another stack of black chips. Remember, when we first met him, he was struggling to stay in the game with just a few black chips in his possession and had been all in and won a similar hand with much smaller stakes to kick off his win streak. He lost the double, a total of $1,000 lost, but he pushed on the original hand, and at this point, the wise master said, I'm going to call it a night. Why don't you let me take those orange chips with me up to the room and you can cash them in tomorrow after we get breakfast. The fool said no, he was going to play a little more to win back what he had lost. See, he was falling into another of those gambling traps. He had won a lot and then lost a little of what he won. But now he wanted that small amount of lost money back and he was going to chase it with the other money he'd won. Mrs. TRG suggested that we wrap things up as well, but the waitress was coming by at that point and I said, we are smart enough not to make, and I didn't say it so he could hear it, right? I didn't let him in on this, but I said, we're, all, we're smart enough to not make these same mistakes. I want to see the rest of the show and I ordered another round of comped drinks. Over the next two shoes, 
we won a few more dollars and, of course, watched all the black chips come out of the fool's pocket, followed by the orange chips, followed by more cash from his pocket, followed by cash from a trip to the ATM. He eventually left the table with no money to speak of, and we took our modest win and headed to our room, having enjoyed the free show and the comped drinks. The gambling on Saturday went better for me than it did for Mrs. TRG. She took some blackjack losses. She took a big loss on a slot machine that looked like it was going to pay her the grand jackpot of over $10,000 before forcing her to settle for a loss and a mini jackpot payout of just a few dollars. I did hit a major jackpot on another machine, which offset most of her loss. We had an excellent dinner at the steakhouse. We, we did some gambling in the evening. It was a win some, lose some, but we finished the week with a loss and spent of over a day's pay. And if I'm being fair, most of that money spent was dinners and breakfasts rather than money lost, but we did lose a little bit of money gambling as well. I kept hoping for a win to kind of balance out some of the month, but we mostly ended up with wins that offset losses from earlier in the day or the visit and not enough to help with the month particularly. The month sank a little further negative just by a tiny amount. Fun week that started and ended with time in casinos, living that casino lifestyle, and an interesting encounter with two players that I got to share with all of you. And I think there's a lesson in there. I think there's a lesson in money management to be had in that story as well. All right, next up, we are going to adjourn to the virtual VIP lounge, and I have an excellent story for you there, and uh, we can have some sips if you're so inclined. A little bit of the bubbly. The Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge is open. Welcome to the most must-listen-to moment in podcasting each week. As any good VIP lounge should, we have the best virtual everything virtually all the time. Our VIP lounge is well-stocked with all the best handcrafted sodas and locally bottled artisanal pop, sparkling and still water, and all the best imaginary liquors that imaginary money can buy. Despite all of that, I'm going to have a glass of Dark Horse Double Down Sweet Red Wine today, mostly because I love that name, and that is its real name. Double Down Sweet Red. Love that name. Pick up a bottle anytime I see it. If you can, please pour yourself something as well. Sips and Stories in the VIP Lounge are always one of my favorite parts of a casino trip. Early this week, we posted a picture of the singer Meatloaf on Instagram to wish him a happy birthday and mentioned that I once beat him in a staring contest many years ago. As we started getting this episode together, as we started the recording, we got an email asking for that that story, and I always like to respond to listener requests. So let's talk about how that staring contest happened. Let's talk about that today. Years and years ago, when my local casino was part of the Caesars brand, I ended up at the top tier, which is called seven stars in their reward system, almost every year. From the first year, almost every year, that's where I end, I'd end up. Each year in October, I'd think, well, this is the year I'm not going to make it. I need another, you know, 30,000 points, and there's no way I'm going to do that. And each year, I'd get a couple hot streaks in November and December and spend hours in the casino earning money, winning money, earning points, and I'd end up back at the top tier by just a little bit. And that top tier included comped airfare and, ho and a hotel stay at a property of my choice. Those were trips that you had to use in the next year or give them up. And with high school-aged children, we couldn't always take those trips as a couple. And as a result, I took a good friend of mine on one of those trips, and we stayed at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. Airfare, suite for me, a standard room for him, resort fees, all comped, all covered for us. We had a great time. Went to a lot of great places, saw a lot of great shows. But at the time, Meatloaf was doing a set of small room events where he would take questions from the audience and then perform a song before taking another question. It was really a, a unique setup, kind of a combination meet and greet and concert all rolled into one. 
So I used some free, tax-free, imaginary money to buy us tickets for the show, and my host put us in the front row at a table right by the stage. This created some interesting moments, one of which was Meatloaf getting a cheerleader's pom-pom stuck on the bottom of his shoe, and as he's singing, he gestures for my friend and I to reach up and pull the pom-pom off because he's worried about tripping. It also created a very weird moment. He's telling a story, and he tells me to stand up, and then he gets down on, on one knee so that we're at eye level, and he challenges me to a staring contest. Now, I didn't know what exactly to expect, and as I lock eyes with the man who'd seen Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, our battle of wills begins. And it lasted a moment or two before Meatloaf finally blinked, looked away, and conceded the contest, saying, you win, but I'm still a sex god, before starting his next song. <laughs> I, I'm i going to take his word for the fact that he, at that point in his life, was still a sex god, but that's his claim. Either way, he admitted I won. I honestly don't remember if I won money or lost money on the trip. I know I won money getting the points for the free trip and the comp hotel room and the comp show. And Meatloaf may be, as I said, a sex god, but I'm still the guy who beat him in a staring contest. And you can't put a price on that. You can't put a price on having that kind of memory that is that casino lifestyle I always talk about. And there you go. That's the story that goes along with the Instagram post. That's the story of TRG beating a rock and roll star and a self-proclaimed sex god at a staring contest. If you're playing the casino chip game, there are nine. Neener and nine pay the field in this episode. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host, but don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for sharing some of your time with me today. You know I appreciate it.